two farts, Performers Happiness in the Arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage. We bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity, authenticity, love, and of course, humor. All guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers. And while we do it, ah, we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis. Penis. Musical theater performers. I am we here with Robert Zelaya. Robert Zelaya. Thanks for having me. It is so good to have you here. Oh my gosh, of course. What is this? Like, as soon as I come on, it's like my computer's, oh, my computer's notifying me that somebody is live in NYC Musical Theater Performers. Well, I mean, that, that's- You have all the notifications. You better. I didn't even know. You were like, coming on? I was like, I'm absolutely coming on. Give me one second. Like, yeah, we already got a Yas Roberts. Yas, who is it? It says Facebook user. Yeah, it's, if you if somebody hasn't signed on with StreamYard, then it just says Facebook user unless they like, so it's weird. It's fine. Hey, it's free. We it's like free. free. Yeah, there's a free. free for me. What if we just do this whole interview like doing little blurbs of like cat 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 for me? Oh yeah, I'm totally for it. That would kind of not be out of the realm of what we did in Xanadu when we first met. <laughs> oh bless. Oh god, oh. I have to re-investigate my trauma to remember that. <laughs> no, in all the best ways though. Roller skating. It was the roller skating. That's that was the trauma. Like I think none that of was really skaters. And 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 I remember Carl Rajat, bless him, was just like, you know, who had faith in us as performers. We're supposed to be suddenly uh uh oh. And then when the wheel there was a wheel coming out. Oh hey Jaquay. Hi Jaquay. <laughs> Lord. Remember there was a wheel that came out during the show? While I was on the skate, yes, that was and it. it broke. Was it your skate? Yes, girl. Yeah, you were literally doing going. a loop. You kept going. I kept going with three wheels on a skate. Man, <laughs> I remember that. That was crazy. We all were like, "What? Oh my! Oh yes. my god!" Um, oh, we couldn't help you because we were all barely hanging on by a thread every single time. Barely hanging oh Hey guys, just know it's opportunity no matter what comes your way. Okay, I know I wrote down once on this island as your thing, but didn't you do kinky boots as well? Um, I did, I did do kinky boots. Oh my God, now it's going on four-ish four years, which is yeah. crazy, first national tour. I gotta fix the title of this if I remember, of being like, it's actually Journey to Kinky Boots Broadway Tour as well as then Once on This Island, because those are both motherfucking badass. Okay, <laughs> I actually wanna go back to before Robert and Jenna became one. Uh, and that would be <laughs> when you were born, when you were born. It was a oh, unity. It was a word, unity. Um, if you could go back to when you graduated from school, what school that was? Did you go to school for the arts? I did. Um, I went to the University of Miami. I'm originally from Miami, Florida. And um, originally I didn't want to go there. I was like, no, I don't want to go to UM because my mom worked there and she was like, 
oh, if you get here, if you come here, you can go for free. And I was like, no, I don't want to be near you, mom. I want to be as far as possible. I want to like be in the arts in New York and NYU and all that. And I wind up going anyways. And it was a wonderful experience. It was, um, I started out in theater and actually didn't know how to sing and do musical theater and all that and dance. And then I was like, wait, there's this art form. You can actually major in musical theater. What? <laughs> this is amazing. And then, yeah, I just left on that journey. I went to the music school there um, and I auditioned and I got into that program and it was a crazy music conservatory. Um, and they taught us all the skills. Like we had sightseeing, we were like always dancing. We had musical theater workshops. Um, it was pretty intensive for like three years. And um, I just remember like absorbing every single nugget of information because I knew nothing about musical theater. So I was like, I don't even know if I'm competitive enough or professional enough to be in this business. So Yep, I'll take that and that and that and that. And that's what I did. And I graduated and moved to the city. I love that. Okay, perfect. So you come to the city, start a BNYC. You're ready to go. <laughs> start spreading the nose. Robert Elias here in Nuevo York. Okay, <laughs> shout out to your best friend. Did you two meet in New York? My best friend, Luis. Yeah, Luis, when did you? Did, oh, like so we actually went to, um, so Luis Mora is a wonderful, fabulous musical theater performer as well. We both went to the same high school and we actually were like kind of in like the drama team together and it was fate, it was destiny. That's like my sister. I see, like they, they have such a beautiful friendship forever. <laughs> I didn't even know it went back that far. So that's so- Oh cool. my God, it was so far. But the thing is that we didn't know we didn't know we were going to do theater professionally. Like it was always kind of like a hobby. Like you would always catch us singing Sweeney Todd and like being Mrs. Lovett in Sweeney Todd and like just doing it as a hobby. But we didn't know it was something that was like, I don't know, there was a disconnect. Something in Miami back in the day, like there was no musical theater in Miami ever. So it was never a thing. You know what I mean? Um, I guess like Miami proper. Gotcha. Uh, Oh, Miami proper meaning Bridgerton? <laughs> proper! Exactly. Proper. Yes. 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 Uh, what was Ooh, I want to be in like season two of that show. Are you kidding? I want to just be the girl in the scenes. The sex scenes, obviously. That's what I want. Like, fuck acting. Like, I want to live that life. That like, hot, like, it's so down. Like the lavishness of it all. It's, it's amazing. Like, oh, yes. I had no idea it was gonna go in the <laughs> and I was living for it. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. So you so we have to we have to we had to put him in. We got we had to put the bestie in in the story because why not? You know I love him. And if you guys yeah. don't know him, research him. He's actually doing these amazing um Broadway musical theater translations in Spanish. So he's taking contemporary musical theater songs and translating them. And he has like this whole, he's doing like his own little production company. So if anybody wants to collaborate with him, look him up. His name is Luis E. Mora. He's amazing. I saw that. He did a production of what show? He did one show recently, like a whole thing of it. Yeah. He, uh, so the Ratatouille musical, he actually translated a song and it made it to like Brazil. And all these Brazilians started like catching on and like doing their own product, little like mini productions of Ratatouille. So like, yeah, he's a great liaison and he's 
be starting from passionate about it and always been fighting for for uh, equality um, amongst mm -hmm. them up about that which is important um, uh, very so, much yeah he's a he's a very very important voice and and he's yes. not afraid he's not afraid he's very fearless um, right and you know, it's very important I feel like this whole you know um, new wave of Broadway I feel like he's He's very much going to be a part of that, you know, due Ugh. to all of this. I get, I get very happy about that. Like, I'm just like the idea of it happening as, as change is just is very cool. Okay. All right. So, all right. Side track, but I couldn't help it. When you're talking about good people, it just happens. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, you came to New York, NYC. Okay. Then NYC. Thing that you booked. Go for it. Um, so... I I went to the city pretty cold, honestly. Like I didn't actually go to my, I didn't attend my showcase. I graduated a semester early because I was like, well, now I feel good and I just want to be here. So I like pounded the pavement, man. And it was, it was hard. It was very hard. This was already like years ago. Um, and let's just say it was the old equity building. If you remember the old equity building with like the wooden benches outside and you had to go to McDonald's for the bathroom. That's like the age of auditioning that I was in. And I remember waking up at 5, 6 a.m. in the cold rain, like just to be seen or maybe be seen. But many times I wasn't seen. Um, and little by little, I started like finally getting seen. Um, actually winded up with my first agent at the time too, just submitting cold. I was like, hey, I'm new, please like represent me. And um, went in for yeah I went in and his name was uh, Jim he's black NYC and um they like sort of believed in me and it was it was great though like he was sending me in for like appointments that were way beyond my league at the time I was 21 um and little by little just started pounding the pavement and I initially started doing cruise lines um with like professional work and so that's what i was doing I was singing in the high seas and like traveling um but then i realized like this is great and the money is awesome but uh <laughs> sorry, i see you um the money's awesome but like this is kind of not the lane of where i want to go like i want to be in musicals and, and i want to be telling these stories and stuff um so just started working my way there and a lot of a lot of work that i booked was through open calls and I know it's like so cliche, but I'm always saying like, just go to the open call. You never know. You cannot be a mind reader. Like so many people always are like, oh, but they're looking for this. Oh, but they're looking. I'm like, but how do you know? Like you're not, you have no clue what goes on behind the table. And it is not your. Yeah, I booked my, my Disney cruise line, my first professional gig out of school. Um, and they did not write down that they were looking for a Cruella de Vil. <laughs> And then look at that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. look at that, look at God. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes they'll put a, a breakdown down, like you said, and then they're like, well, actually, we're casting for this other thing I'm a bobber, you know what I mean? So it's just so interesting um, with casting. I always encourage people to just go, whether you're represented or unrepresented, it's always worth putting your face out there because a lot of times it's like putting, it's like putting the, I heard this, phrase before it was like putting depositing your coins in the piggy bank or your face basically mm -hmm. and you're always depositing your work into the casting director's eyes and eventually they're like i remember you 
I remember you. Um, a lot of faces that they see a lot. It's nothing against you. There's a lot of people putting themselves out. They do, and now with virtual too. So it's a lot of. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it's so. Um, it's a process. So just because you go to an EPA doesn't mean you're going to get the job right away. It's a process and a journey, um, but it's a matter of putting your face out there. Anyways, um, but there was a lot of ups and downs through all that, like, because of course, like actors are poor and financial security, like, you know, it's hard to maintain in this business. So I did a lot of like civilian jobs. And um, at one point I was like thinking about leaving the business. And I think I... That's what I highlight most about this because since yeah. you okay, so this is the cool, like such an interesting part. Uh, part oh, um, so this is I I look I cheat I look Wilson Villafania has been um, I have at least two for a bunch of poop on the wall. You totally got to be out there. I love it. I love it. Phrase. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, I remember this. So we did we did Xanadu together. After that. Um, you were, did you book anything after Xanadu or is that when you started to look and do the other thing? I did, um, oh, sorry. Right after Xanadu, I had a contract for theater work and that's how I got my card. I was like, how did I get my card? That's, oh, that's how I got my card. Yes. And so I played a duck with your husband. Yeah, that was great. Um, and that's how I met Ryan Cavanaugh. So he's wonderful. Yeah, that was so great. I was like, he's like, Robert's great. I'm like, duh. Um, <laughs> so that yeah it was um it was i remember like booking theater works and that being like a fantasy job just because of the card situation i was like well now i can actually book and like have an appointment to be seen by these casting directors and whatnot but um it's a whole new realm when you're equity but it doesn't really make a difference with talent like it's just a different realm of when it comes to like i mean there is a difference in talent in certain aspects, but like not all the time, I guess what? is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's like, you're an actor, whether you're a union or non-union, like, and it's about the work, um, but you will be fighting uh, fiercer competition when you're union. And so that's when I had the crisis because I was like, oh, this is so hard. Like I'm going in all the time and putting in my change to these like casting directors and like, they'll call me in and just nothing and nothing and nothing. and I love travel. Like I, I discovered that from cruise lines. Um, so I remember uh, uh, just being like, well, maybe I could like be a flight attendant. Why not? <laughs> this is real. This is so real. So anybody right now, this is why I highlighted this in my post about this. It's real. This is real. Once you worked out doing real estate or whatever, like, and, and, like, it's your eye is not off the price. It's not off the price. So continue, continue. Never. Um, yeah. So I was like, well, I'll be an actor slash flight attendant. And I totally booked being a flight attendant. And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience for me. Um, it kind of highlighted the fact that I do need art in my life, but also traveling and meeting different people and cultures was also just as fabulous and amazing and incredible to like, you know, my home base was in New York. So I still got to see Broadway shows. Like I would like have 14 days off and then 14 days of working. Yes. Um, and it was a kind of a fabulous job, but like the pay wasn't any better. And so that's when I was like, wait a minute, like this is great, but it's not like it's changing my life 
like the travel's nice, but the pay is just okay. So I'm like, I don't know how long this is gonna last. <laughs> and eventually, yeah, that's when I think like, started changing. Of you doing your job, like you were still a flight attendant, you auditioned? Like how did that work? Uh, so I got the job and I remember, Yes, ooh, Ryan, I, that has to be you. He says, Saint yeah, Thomas, right. yeah. Back. Ryan, um, I, Saint Thomas, take us back. <laughs> um, no, I actually remember being like, I had to fight with my second agent at the time, or third agent. I was like, this is not, I don't think I, I want to go in for auditions right now, but eventually when I get comfortable in, in as being, being a flight attendant, I am open to going in for, for jobs. And she like put up this big stink like, you know, as crazy as she is, I'm not going to name who she is, but she was a personality. You know what I mean? She was quite the personality. And, and she's like the old eight, 1980s Manhattan agent. And she believed in me, though. She was like, I can't believe you're doing this, but I I'll support you. But if something comes along, like, I'm not going to not, I'm not going to not submit you. I was like, okay. And because of that, that actually did change my life even more. Because <laughs> then wow. a few months later is when the magic started happening, you know, and that the rest is history. So, 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 so she, so she submitted you. And then like, my question is, were you like on off days going into audition? Like how did that work out? Yes. So, okay. So Kinky Boots was the first, like, I want to say like big, big production Broadway show that I was working on. Um, and they had been calling me in for, for years. And so, uh, they knew what I could do. They knew my face. Uh, Justin Huff was, we all know Justin Huff. He was the casting director at the time. Um, I had been going in for him since I was a baby. I remember going in for Newsies one time when it was on Broadway. Uh, I'm like, me a Newsies girl? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I, I felt like he always, he kind of like believed in me and what I was in my work. And what, every time I like showed him what I can do. And there were some uh, Kinky Boots auditions that were so bad. Like they were so off. Like I was cracking because it was so early in the morning, 10 o'clock, who's going to like be belting high seas like at 10 o'clock in the morning? Like that's just ungodly. But anyways, finally I went in, uh, I got a submission for Kinky Boots again. Um, and I was like, they know what I can do. I have work but I guess I am available on my off time to do the same thing again. Um, and I did, I went to Chelsea on my off time. Um, and at that time, I think it was just Justin. It was just him in the room, uh, did the work and he called me in uh, for a callback. But then I was on what's called reserve. So I didn't have like a full flight schedule at the time. It was kind of like a, it's kind of like being non-equity and you're just waiting to get an appointment. I'm like, am I going to get a flight or a trip? Because a trip would be like multiple days. You know, a turn is like you go somewhere and you come back. So I was like, am I, am I going to get a full trip? Like, oh, my God, I can't just call out. So I was on reserve and I could have had a flight at any moment, but I had the call back. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, please don't call me for a flight. Like, as I'm on my way to Chelsea and company, I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, what if? What if they're like, Robert, you're going to Bermuda right now? I'm like, <laughs> and there are times like, there were times that they would call you and they're like, you have to show up at the airport in two hours to go to Columbia. <laughs> it was pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then I, I went to the callback. They didn't call me for a flight. Um, and then 
I think it was maybe a week or two later. They're like, we're we're calling you in one more time, and this time it's a movement call. Um, but you know, you've already, the creative team already has seen you. Like, wonderful. Um, now it's a movement call that's pre-recorded. It's just gonna be. It's it's a movement call. Show up in bras and a panty. That's what it was. Or bras and booty shorts. I was like, okay. So I'm thinking like it's gonna be this big open call of like beautiful Broadway, gorgeous men like in bras and booty shorts. And I show up at Pearl, and it was a busy day too. So I'm thinking like everyone's gonna be there. I didn't see anybody with bras and booty shorts. I'm like, where is everybody? Hold on. And I showed up in the bra and booty shorts. Um, <clears throat> And there was one other guy there in a bra and booty short. It was just me and him. And they showed up and they were like, okay, so dance it out, bitches. <laughs> and they gave us the choreography. Uh, they recorded it. And I swear I pulled a muscle or something. Cause like it had been a minute since I was like full out dancing like that. Yeah. Um, but I was like, hold it in, Robert. This is probably like the last round. Hold it in, hold it in. Um, and I think it was literally the, like a Thursday or a Friday on Monday, they I got a call from the crazy lady agent, and she was like, "You're going on tour, pack up." And I was like, "There's no way, there's absolutely no way." And she's like, "Yes, you're going on tour." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," and that was it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I want to actually now fast forward. So that you know, and when you had downtime again, so after that there was downtime again, right? Did you book anything in between before? Yeah, so I did like I did like two readings. I did Avita, I did Che and Avita in in a, in a local theater. Um, and then, so now we're talking about Island. Yeah, because I remember you and I met up to start working on the choreography. Put a ring on it. Like that oh was yeah yeah okay. So Jenna's an amazing choreographer, by the way. Like if y'all haven't seen her, like she can actually dance. Like she's a dancer. So like y'all y'all know she's the real deal. So she called me in just one day being like, and it was a cold, chilly day. She's like, I just need somebody to dance single ladies with me. Like, and I wanted to learn it. I wanted to learn it. I was like, like, 10 years old at this point. I was like, I still want to learn it. And you were like, okay. You're like, I've learned it before. And you were good. There was some like little weird, oh, 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 oh. It was so specific and, and brilliant. Yeah. I, you don't realize that when you watch Beyonce at first, you're like, it looks so oh, like we can do this. And then you look at the specifics of the accents and like the upbeats and you're like, oh, no. the syncopation is insane. Yeah. 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 And so and so we're like, oh, we're going to meet up again. And you're like, OK, I don't have time right now. And then you I mean, th this is my viewpoint of it. Like and then and then like the next week you booked. <laughs> you booked on this island. You're like, I'm so sorry, but I can't do it. I booked. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was interesting, though, because I started having a little bit of like there was a little bit of time where it was a lull again. Like I was starting to go in for shows and I think it was, I was like in for Frozen final callbacks or whatever. And like, I was also in for Island, but like, I was like, well, here we go again. Like, am I gonna just. This is all somebody else is sharing when I, when you did it. You practiced it. <laughs> I mean, it's a great, it's great choreography. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. So, yeah, and I just remember being like, well, here we are again. I'm in the bandwagon of, like, am I good enough to be in this industry? Like, I don't know. You know, self-doubt comes in, and that's when you called me. But I was also getting called back for Island. But it was the same thing. I was – I actually went into an EPA. And I actually know – I knew the music director from Broadway, Alvin Ho. 
Um, and he was, or how, I think it is, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I hope I got it right. Um, and he, he saw me, but like, you know, once on this island on Broadway was like, they didn't have that many, it was a very close knit cast and they didn't have that many replacement calls um, mm-hmm. going on. So I remember just going in for fun and he saw my work. He was like, great to see you. Like, awesome. Great. Then another EPA came in um, and this time they were actually like saying like, there's a possible tour coming out. Um, but in 2019, so like, I think it was 2017 or 2018 when I auditioned for it, the EPA, um, but a possible tour. Um, and for after that EPA was when like the process began. And this was early when we did the, the single ladies. It was like March-ish, April-ish. Yeah, for, for a tour that was starting in September. So they cast like six, seven months in advance. Yeah. So great. <laughs> it was literally like. <laughs> we gotta do it again. Like, I'm sorry, Jenna. I'm I'm literally in the process of booking this show. I'm like, okay, that's just a casual conversation you have with your friends every day. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I was just, I'm just, I just do the thing. Like, I mean, I, I just, it's the same thing as any other actor. Like, it's, it's nothing special, really. Like, everyone is capable of being exactly booking a big Broadway national tour or Broadway. Like, it's now that I've done it, I'm just like, like when I got there, I was like, it's a show. It's just like doing a show anywhere. It still has its like ups and downs and it still becomes work. And like, you still get close to certain people. Like it's the same old, same old, even though it's like millions of dollars invested into the production, like it's still, it's still theater and it's still very much the same process as if you were doing a show at your hometown. So, but it's just a lot. It's just, I feel like there's a lot more, um, you know, bigger names, I guess. And like uh, more input for certain people and more production team. But uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful experience, especially with Island. I have to say Island was probably the most special um, because the way it was created, like for the tour, it wasn't, I wasn't a replacement. I wasn't just like a Lola replacement, uh, understudy replacement, you know, it was, everybody was hand selected by Michael Arden and Lynn Ahrens and Steven Flaherty, like, and they were all in that, and the process was crazy. Like I was going in and they were asking me so many questions, like, what did you sing in choir? Um, dance this crazy African piece, like, you know, um, uh, speak to us, talk to us, like do the scene. Can you do this scene? Can you do that scene? So they were really trying to like create a brand new ensemble to tell this story in a brand new way, even though it was done on Broadway and it's still the same um, production elements. It's completely different. Like if you had seen what the tour was doing, it was not what you saw at Circle in the Square at all. You know what I mean? Oh, I have questions. I have questions. Okay, so because I did see it at Circle on the Square, it was that cool? Okay, and <laughs> it was so cool because it was like a, just a day, and and I was walking with a friend after this this conference for physical therapy, and 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 we're like, let's go see a Broadway show, and we're like, I mean, here's what's on this island. Let's see, and there were tickets. That's work. We have two tickets. We were like. 
there's my money. Like <laughs> for the moment, you know, that's how I usually end up seeing Broadway shows. It's a very like, let's go see it. Uh, like I did with my friend Blaine Pressler and happened to get to see. I know him. <laughs> yeah. um, how we got to see, how we got to see the prom together. And we were wanting to see Mean Girls kind of spur of the moment and me girls was sold out and we're like what's this prom thing oh my god we we, we, we were crying we love that show. okay uh, so oh uh, it was great so good so for once on this island sand so did you guys use sand i know that's like one little bit piece but mm-hmm. we're traveling and you uh, you you were at one spot for a bit mm-hmm. did, what did you what what was the sand situation i know i'm so- um yes we use sand we had a traveling sand like the production crew brought they they cleaned the theater they put in the set and put in the sand and it was the sand man the sand it's a cool idea like as an audience member you're like this is wonderful when you are an actor and once on this island it is not wonderful it's not as glamorous as you think because and i was the I was a dance captain, so there was a lot of responsibility. And having to maintain original spacing was literally the biggest challenge of my life throughout the the tour experience because of the sand. You know, like you would have, we had a number line system, but sometimes the sand would clump together or mound together and like it would just completely distort parts of the set you know we had crates the crates were very much part of the storytelling it literally morphed and changed throughout the the set and there were some moments where the crates would would topple over or like just completely mess it up um so it was very it was kind of frustrating but it was fun it was fun to be in the sand like and it felt special but like it was not consistent (laughs) ever yeah 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 Wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, the one thing we did take out was the live animals, and we were really sad about that. Um, we wanted to have, they said they were going to give us um, traveling chickens and then <laughs> to give us uh, goats in LA and Seattle, I think it was. But I think PETA like completely petitioned against that, and they were like, no, do not yeah. travel with chickens and goats. <laughs> I mean, you can try. Oh, we have here. I saw both. They, there was so much difference. The actor who played Urzuli was playing flute while also being in the show. Oh, yes. So she is a wonderful, wonderful actor. Her name is uh, Cassandra James. And she, uh, the concept of Once on this Island revival was very interesting because I think they wanted this, like, act, this, this situation where actors can just, like, literally get up in a parking lot and storytell with instruments and they just start playing instruments and tell the story of once in this island in the most basic manner. Um, so I think originally, conceptually, they wanted all the actors to play instruments. What wound up happening was one actor played an instrument and her name was <laughs> Cassandra and she was uh, woman one on Broadway and they bumped her up to Urzuli um, in the tour and in her contract, she had to play the flute. And so any Urzuli cover who went on for her didn't play the flute. So they would just like kind of stand there and very, and be the goddess of love and send out beautiful love signals, but the, or it would affect the orchestration. So that's why I say like the, 
the whole process was interesting and, and handpicked and everything was so purposeful, like even the orchestrations and our own voices, because a lot of the orchestration was just our voices. It was a lot of acapella with maybe like two instruments, like drums and, you know, different like exotic um, sat piano sounds. But most of it was our voices. Wow. Lots of boom ba boom ba boom ba <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you so much for coming on to talk about this. Do you have any last words of encouragement to people who are just pursuing musical theater? I just want to say, like, due to this pandemic, like, I know it's hard, but y'all just like don't lose the hope, don't lose the passion. Just keep practicing. Practice. Create something at least once a day, even if it sucks. Just create. Keep creating keep practicing because eventually you're going to get noticed and keep putting in the work but also at the end of the day just be you don't try to be any version of what you think somebody's looking for just literally be you like embrace your weird is what i love to say because i'm i feel like i'm a weirdo so like and i i got to work so it's just like just be yourself like be a goofball be a geek like don't try to copy anyone don't and don't try to read what the auditors are thinking, you know, because you don't know. You don't know. So just be you. Do the work. I love it. Thank you. Where can people find you on social media? Oh, um, so my social media handle is weird. It's Raton11. So I got that from, like, college. I was like, I'm a baritone. I'm going to take the B-A out and be Raton. And then I graduated 2011. So Raton11. Follow me. I'll follow you back. I love it. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on, everybody. If you, you you just love this, please just write love down below. I did. I'm just grateful. Thank you for being you. Bye, everybody. Thank you all. Bye.